up in Montana, I feel like I had kind of a special opportunity just to be outside a lot. That's kind of where a love of wildlife started for me. That dies out in a lot of kids, and for me, it just continued. All right, guys, so we just finished up the bear den. This little guy hasn't been named yet. My name's Wesley Larson. I'm a master's student uh, working in wildlife conservation, and in uh, some circles, I'm known as Grizz Kid. When I first started deciding that I should get into the wildlife field, I found uh, Dr. Tom Smith at BYU. I started by working with polar bears uh, on Alaska's North Slope, and then that kind of transitioned into some black bear work down here in Utah in Bryce Canyon. Bryce Canyon, like other national parks that do have bears, uh, they've had a kind of a history with with visitor conflict and with bears that maybe are getting into campsites. So what we're doing is we're tracking the bears to learn what habitats they're using, just to see what the park could do better to make it easier for visitors um, to avoid bears. What we're doing is we're, we're fitting black bears with GPS collars, and then I'll go into the den <laughs> with the bear to um, inject it with some drugs. The bear then falls asleep. I can pull it out and you know just give it a full checkup. It's probably the most scary thing we do just because bears wake up sometimes they're really unhappy to stay, see us stay 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 get back hey stay get him i have had to crawl up trees after bears it's it's an interesting job for sure People do have this knee-jerk reaction to see an animal that's sedated or an animal that's wearing a collar and think that, you know, it might be being hurt. And the thing that they don't realize is that we really care about these animals probably more than just about anyone. Getting out into the wilderness and, and having these kind of experiences helps you understand that we depend on wildlife and wildlife depends on us. And that's really what conservation is all about, giving the space and the respect to these animals that they deserve and really learning as much about them as we can. Okay, what's up? What's up? Podcast number 58, Wes Larson. Did anybody recognize that video or recognize the name or maybe recognize this tag on Twitter or, or Instagram? Um, void with $100 and conch with 24. Um, some yeses, some notes. So Wes has been on our podcast before. Botox with $100. Thank you so much. Um, holy crap. $224. So we're talking to Wes Larson, who's a bear biologist who has been on the podcast before. Um, and your donations today, Warber, thank you for the 20, are going to support Wes's new podcast, which is called the Tooth and Claw Podcast. Has really, really interesting stories about um, animal attacks, but he makes it very clear um, that those attacks are usually because of human error. So while he tells really, really cool stories about what happens in the wild between, between humans and wildlife, um, Koopa Steve was $77. Thank you so much. Um, he also teaches people how they can live alongside wildlife and how to appreciate wildlife in that podcast. So $322.09. I want you guys to understand that the, that the donations today, Emla, thank you for the $10, are not going to a nonprofit organization like they normally are. So your donations will not be tax deductible, but they are going into the production costs for, um, James, thank you for the five for Wes's podcast, and he'll tell us lots about that, okay? James, thank you for the five. Same shirt. It's a sweatshirt, man. What do you What do you expect? Tipsy Nomad with $50. Thank you. 
Okay, so a couple things for the podcast. Most, I assume pretty much all of you have been here before if you haven't been here. Um, it's like an hour-long conversation. There will be a quiz at the end of the podcast based on the question, or based on my conversation with Wes. Um, and the quiz is five questions. You get 20 seconds per question. And the way you win the quiz is by getting questions right and getting them right really fast. Uh, if you're not already subbed to my channel, if you win the quiz, you get a gifted sub to my channel. If you are already subbed, then you get a gifted sub to another channel of your choice. Uh, or you can ask me to donate an additional $5 to the Tooth and Claw podcast. I'm really excited to talk about it. Seriously, you can do command org to get to the podcast uh, on, on Instagram. It's really, it's a really good listen. I was listening to it all morning. It's super entertaining. Casey, thank you for the 20. So... Also, if you guys have questions for Wes, this conversation is probably going to be all over the place. He has so much crazy life experience. Um, so we're just going to have a really fun conversation. If you have questions about his experience working with bears or just about being um, voyage, thank you for the $10 about being in the great outdoors. Today is your day. You can do hashtag ask followed by your question. Cinny, thank you for the... $10 and whiskey with the $50. $467. I think your room is getting smaller. That's not true. Okay. Um, am I missing anything? I know it's a relatively quick intro. I feel like I went live late. I don't know why I'm rushing. I, I went live a minute late because we were having tech issues, but it felt like, uh, it felt like longer. <laughs> so... Never mind, we're good. Um, we have like five minutes here. Danza, thank you for the 25. I would donate, but I'm poor. That is totally fine. I also want to emphasize, you do not have to donate if you're watching this podcast. Watching anything on Twitch is free. Um, but if you're here watching, I really appreciate it. Um, we're gonna get we're gonna get to talk about some really cool stuff today um, and learn about some cool stuff and, and you being educated is is what this podcast is for. It's it's not um, it's not about you being here to throw your money. Sarah, thank you for the five dollars. But if you are donating much appreciated. Um, that, that helps our guests a lot. And uh, it's, it's very generous of you to do that. So thank you. We had our $500 goal, $507.09. Amazing. Amazing. Um, what else do I have to say about today? We know nothing. You know what? I do tell people, I do tell my guests before every podcast, like, you can assume that they don't really know much about what we're talking about, especially if they're biologists or researchers or stuff, or, or whatever, um, but you guys have learned a lot, especially the people that are, that are here all the time. Um, you don't either. I was thinking about that this morning, Riz. Actually, we'll have a conversation about that probably tomorrow when I'm on stream, but today's not the day for it. Um, all right, we are Twitch researchers. Great. So... I think that's it for today. Again, if you have a question, hashtag ask, followed by your questions. Cheetah, thank you for the $5. Wes has been here before. He knows what's up. Um, so this will be a really chill, good podcast. I'm super excited to feature him again. He was he was great. Um, and this podcast that he's producing is also great. So I will see you guys in a second. I'll be back with Wes. Am I missing anything? Does everybody have their paper and pen? Is everybody taking notes? The poll! Again, not sure if this is the podcast for a poll. Yeah, we're going to skip the poll again this week. Polls are for, uh, 
Polls are going to be for species-specific podcasts. Um, while Wes is a bear biologist, I don't know that this po Drizzy. Drizzy with $200 said bears are my fave. <laughs> poll is not meaningless. The poll is actually fantastic data for myself and for guests. Um, Rigby with $100. Holy cow. Okay. No poll today. Get your questions ready. Get your pen and paper ready. I will be back with Wes in a minute. Cool? All right. Peace. How are you? Pretty good. Okay. Let's get everything working. This is not the one that I want to be on. Chad, I know I'm unmuted. Um, we have raised wild, thank you for the ten dollars. Eight hundred and twenty-two dollars already for wow. for your podcast. Um Alright, we have uh, we have Wes here on his phone, guys, because wait, what's what are, is it too loud? What's too loud? Nothing? We're good? Okay. Oh, my camera. Whoops. Yeah, I can't see you for some yeah, reason. No, you won't be able to see me, but you'll be able to hear me um, okay. during the podcast, and they can see both of us. Cool. So, hi, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me back. It's, it's not often that we have returning guests, but I'm super excited because the last one went super well. I'm honored to be a returning cat. Yay. Um, yeah. You want to introduce yourself and then talk a little bit about your podcast and what they're donating for. That would be awesome. Yeah. So uh, my name's Wes Larson. Uh, pretty much on all my socials, I'm Grizz Kid. I am a wildlife biologist. I've been doing wildlife work since 2011, mostly specializing in bears, but I've been really lucky. Uh, I've gotten to work with African wild dogs, with sea turtles, with pangolins, with a lot of different species. I'm currently working on a Golden Eagle project in Utah. That's right. I saw um, you post about that. How cool. Yeah. I know that's right up your alley, uh, doing some bird work. But uh, yeah. And then as far as the podcast goes, um, it's called Tooth and Claw. It's a podcast that I recently started. Uh, it's also the other hosts are my little brother and our friend Mike. Uh, we talk about different animal attacks. I My specialty throughout the time I was working with bears has been on human wildlife conflict and, and like attacks and a bunch of other different kind of aspects of that. And so we're looking at attacks and it kind of has a comedy vibe to it, but also uh, some real science. And we talk about, you know, what you can do to prevent uh, an attack or a, a, a run in with an animal that could end up with a, 
you know, any kind of injuries or whatever. For sure. Yeah. And I so appreciate that concept too. Cause when I found out about, about, about oh, I'm unmuted. Sorry. Hold on. When I found out about your podcast, I was like, I was a little confused. Cause I was like, I don't want, you know, I don't want people to, to demonize the animals or to be scared of wildlife. And then I listened to your first podcast and within the first couple minutes, I was like, Oh, okay, cool. Cause everybody yeah. wants to hear the stories, you know, these yeah. crazy stories of, of animal and human conflict, but you, you make it super, super clear that it's human error and, and how to prevent those attacks and how we can live like alongside wildlife. And, and I really, really appreciate that. Totally. Yeah. That's, that's the goal of it. I mean, I think, we all grew up with those shows that were on Animal Planet or whatever, where they really make it seem like all these animals are bloodthirsty and man eaters. And, and even watching them today, they, they still have that same kind of vibe because it's so sensational and it's what draws people to that. But uh, it, that's not the case. It's almost always the person's making some kind of mistake or the person isn't prepared to be around that animal. Like if you go hiking in Montana in the backcountry and you don't have bear spray, you're making a huge mistake. You're the one that's taking that risk right. and it's not the animal that that's, you know, making the mistakes. So, so yeah, that's, that's the point is to make sure that we can tell the stories that everyone wants to hear mm -hmm. in a way that we're not demonizing the animal. Yeah, absolutely. Milky tip $5. Thank you. So we're at $827.09, which is awesome. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what these donations will go to specifically? Like, do you guys have production costs or? or... Yeah, we're, we're like just getting started. We've been around for a few months, so we're already pretty deep in debt as far as uh, a podcast can go. We had to buy all our equipment. Uh, the reason I'm on my phone today is because my computer is like on its last legs. Yeah, and it's on... <laughs> we were struggling in the test call. Yeah, it's on. A, it's a very important tool when you're you know doing the actual podcasting or when you're doing the research or whatever. So a lot of it's going to go towards uh, just better gear for us, better audio quality. Mm -hmm. um, and then we're also trying to just come up with some some new ways to to market the podcast and get people involved. Um, so yeah, all that money is going to go towards. Uh, it's truly every cent of it is going to go towards buying all that stuff and getting us out of debt. Great, that's awesome. Um, yeah. So chat, thank you for your donations so far, and thank you for being here. We're already at uh, two point three thousand viewers, which is amazing. Um, this podcast has yeah. grown uh, quite a bit since the last time you were on here. So I'm glad to be talking to, to all of you. Um, okay, so if you don't mind, lots of questions have already come up. Um, so if you want to just, I think this is how we did it last time, but if you want to just jump into to answering some of these questions, I think that'd be the best way yeah. to start. Um, okay, well, this is a fun one. So Tapso asked, what is the best thing about being a wildlife conservationist? You know what, for me, it's field work. Uh, I absolutely love being in the field. Mm -hmm. um, and I you do decide you want to get into to wildlife biology, you should be ready for a lot of office time. Uh, most biologists are going to be writing papers and and grants and doing anything you can to get the money uh, that you need to actually do your project. Mm -hmm. uh, but for me, the best part is definitely being in the field. And if I do, if I'm lucky enough to be on a project where I actually get to capture and handle animals, that's obviously like a really fun, rewarding part of the job. For sure. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm scrolling through your Instagram right now. I'm um, showing them pictures of some of your field work. It's so cool. Yeah. Oh, and you. this is what I was going to say on our test call, but I was like, no, I'll save it. DL, thank you for the $5 donation. Um, you got to meet up with uh, Hillary Hankey and Paige Davis, and I'm yeah. so jealous. I'm, like, obsessed with them. I've never connected with them before, but, guys, Hillary Hankey, she's avian 
um, Behavior International. She's a bird trainer, and they do really awesome stuff out there. And you and your girlfriend got to go hawking with them. Yeah. Can you tell us a little well, bit we, about that? Yeah, we need to connect you with them because they're so cool. Please. Uh, oh my gosh, I would fan yeah. girl so hard. Yeah. So Hillary, I, I'm sure you know, but she's kind of like one of the people to training birds For and sure. um and she's done a lot of work with different zoos and with different bird shows and then she has kind of her own little aviator uh, i got to go meet a bunch of her birds and she has toucans and african crowned cranes and ground hornbills and all these like kind of like birds that i had never seen up close oh it was so fun meeting her um and then her partner actually breeds snakes as well and i'm a big herb person that's too, right so yeah How so cool. it was it was so neat and we went out with one of her birds a uh, tig and it was a red tail and, and we flew tig around a little bit and um yeah I, I don't know we need to we need to hook you two up because i can see you guys being good friends yeah that would be awesome ronson tipped a hundred dollars yeah. and odin tipped 20 um so thank you guys so much that's 952 dollars we are so close to that 1k goal and we've asked one question <laughs> so far so that's great um Okay, Dixie asked, how'd you get the idea for this podcast and what started it all? You kind of talked about this a little bit, but. Yeah, uh, I, you know, I like human wildlife conflict is really what fascinates me more than anything. Mm -hmm. um, and I think learning about attacks, like growing up, I just had so many attack books and it's all I read mm -hmm. was like bear attacks and shark attacks and all these different things. And then I also, they didn't scare me though. It didn't make me feel like I couldn't go in the water or go in the mountains or whatever. I felt like I learned so much from them on what I could do to prevent those kind of things. Mm -hmm. And it always, I get the question so often from people like, oh, you know, I'm terrified of bears. What can I do to protect myself when I'm in, in the wilderness? And it always makes me so sad when people say that because you don't need to be terrified. Mm -hmm. uh, there are full things that you can do to prepare yourself. And then you can really enjoy your time in the outdoors. And you can really, if you see a bear, you can enjoy that experience. And that's what I want is for people to have that kind of experience and have it be something that's really meaningful to their lives rather than something that's terrifying. Right. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Speaking of bears, a couple questions from me that are, that are the same, but Leonard has asked, what kind of bear is best? <laughs> but I think the question is really like, what's your favorite type of bear? Yeah. You know, it's really hard for me to pick a favorite. Uh -huh. uh, I've worked with polar bears, with grizzly bears, with black bears, and most recently with sloth bears, which are an Indian species of bear, like becoming a new favorite. Mm -hmm. So for now, I'm going to say sloth bears, even though I, it's like picking a favorite child for me. This, um, this is just jogging my memory about us talking about dancing bears on the last podcast. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah, we raised for Wildlife Festival S last That's correct. Year. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, so I got to go out there and work with those bears, and they are so charismatic mm -hmm. and funny. And um, most bears, they use their they use their nose as their main way to navigate the world, and they're constantly have their nose up in the air and they're testing the air to see what's going around. And then sloth bears mostly eat insects, so they're just constantly with their nose on the ground, and they just look like little vacuum cleaners searching for termites and stuff. And they're just really cute. I I just really. Um, just like grew to love them so quickly yeah it's such a funny looking bear i'm, I'm going through yeah. a bunch of pictures right now yeah. with, with chat um another grizz tip five dollars and sixty cents thank you um okay cool so lots of attack questions 
I think yeah. people want to know, a, a lot of people have asked if, if you've ever been attacked by a bear. You know, I've never, I, well, <laughs> good question. So for part of my black bear study, I had to go into black bear den and, um, and I would, I would adjust their collars, the new batteries and the GPS collars or, or do whatever I could to, uh, to get like a quick medical check on the bear. Uh, bears aren't true hibernators. So they go into what's called a torpor, which they can come out of really quickly. Um, so when I would crawl into the dens, they would typically wake up and sometimes they're pretty unhappy with, with this human that's crawling into their oh, den in the middle. Sure. <laughs> so I have, I've had bears in their dens, like bite me before I, I got my shoe. Once one bit onto my boot real hard and shook it around a little bit. Oh my gosh. And then I've had like a cub bite me. Uh, but that's like, as far as like a full on attack, like a mauling, yeah. luckily it never happened to me. And, and it's because I really take a lot of precautions for that not to happen. Yeah. Um, Jato with $20 and Leonard with $10. Thank you so much. Um, okay. And then going off of that. So what are real tips? What are the real tips for avoiding a bear attack or minimizing injury during a bear attack? Great. Yeah, I'm glad we get to talk about that because it's really my, my bread and butter. Mm -hmm. uh, gonna, but if, if you don't mind, I'll just go over the, the three North American species really quick. Great. Yeah, please. Uh, so black bears are the ones that most most of your audience is most likely to counter. Mm -hmm. uh, black bears, you don't ever play dead. So like, get that out of your head right now. Um, with the black bear, it's only going to make physical contact with you and attack you if it's a predatory bear. It's super rare. It hardly ever happens. But if a black bear is like stalking you, if it's being really quiet and stalking you, um, that's the bear you have to be really cautious around. If you come upon a black bear that's like doing this big display where it's charging you and swatting the ground and making like a noise, mm -hmm. that's trying to get you away. It's not trying to attack you. It's not going to make contact with you. Um, but the ones that are like both following and that like, that more predatory display, mm -hmm. that's only real kind of black bear that's gonna attack people. And in that case, you have to fight it off with whatever you've got um, because it is trying to eat you. So with a black bear, you do wanna fight back. Um, now with a grizzly bear, they're very different in that they're extremely territorial, extremely aggressive. And a lot of times when they attack people, they're simply trying to neutralize a threat. Mm -hmm. So if you like for example a mother with cubs uh she just says you know she sees you as a threat and it's like okay i'm gonna you know neutralize this threat and then i'm gonna get out of here with my cubs now unfortunately for us that can be like pretty violent like right. a grizzly bear a threat they're using their claws they're using their teeth and it kills people um so if you're in grizzly bear country you want to have bear spray with you mm -hmm. it's an incredible tool it works really well and it stops those kind of attacks. Um, they do occasionally eat people as well. So if a grizzly bear does attack you and it's on top of you, uh, you want to play dead and just hope that it stops because it's probably just trying to neutralize you. But if you're like in your campsite or something and one attacks you, it might be trying to eat you. Mm -hmm. And then again, you have to fight back. Um, finally, polar bears. If any of you are oh, lucky man. enough, polar bear country, they're the only carnivorous bear that's purely carnivorous. Mm -hmm. um, if a polar bear comes at you, it's trying to eat you. And you better have bear spray or a gun or something that's going to stop it. Because if you don't, 
it's going to eat you and there's nothing you can do about it. Right. I should have asked you when you were talking about each species specifically, but can you tell us a little bit about like size or weight? Yeah. On the difference? Yeah. So black bears are the smallest of the three. Uh, in Utah, where I'm currently based, our typical weight range is anywhere from like 100 pounds or 100 pounds. Average would be like mid 200s. Mm-hmm. Uh, people out on the East Coast, they're going to be a bit bigger. And then people like up in Alaska or British Columbia, they're going to be significantly bigger, like around five to 600 pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, grizzly bears wear again from like 300 pounds to 1500 pounds. Holy so there's a cow. huge based on where they are. The really big ones are the coastal ones that feed on salmon and have like really rich, abundant food sources. Uh, polar bears are the big three. Uh, again, they top out around 50 pounds, more of like a, an average, more normal that you can see. Uh, that's not their average, but it's very rare to see a 1,500 pound bear. Not rare to see that. So they are the biggest. Um, in all three species, they have a large sexual dimorphism. So uh, the males are much bigger than the females. Uh, they're almost twice as big. Wait. Sorry about my bird's bells. Oh, no, don't worry. <laughs> it's probably super annoying. I, I have a, a falcon that's new since the last time we spoke, and he's got bells yeah. on him. What um, kind of falcon? He's a peregrine prairie falcon hybrid. Well, I think I saw a photo on your Instagram. He's very cute. Yeah, he's he's been super fun. Um, yeah. Audio's cutting out. Chat, what can I do about that? Your, your audio is cutting out sometimes, like a little bit. Yeah. Let me try turning my phone. Sometimes when my phone's sitting on the bottom, for some reason, it does that. Okay, well, that looks it better anyway. <laughs> so, okay, cool. um, so we'll see if, if that helps things. Uh, yeah. Bug tipped $7.07, and then Ronson tipped $30. Uh, which got us over our 1K mark. So we're at $1,027.07. And this this sounds cool. and looks better. So great. I'm glad that, okay, we, that we did that. Um, yeah. Okay, awesome. And you have done work with polar bears. What were you doing this? You were doing something this morning with polar bears. Uh, yes. Yeah, so I worked with a group called Polar Bears International. Yes. Uh, and tomorrow is actually International Polar Bear Day. That's awesome. Um, so they had a panel with... Um, like five or 600 school kids all around the country. And I got to be one of their experts on that panel. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. How fun. Yeah, it was great. All right. Um, so there's polar bears. Lots of, is it scary working with bears? Things like that. Oh, we've talked about that. Um, Max asked, what are some, some of the many common myths about bears that people get wrong? Uh, you know, hmm. Let me think. There's a lot. I mean, one one of them that we've already talked about is that they're man-eaters and bloodthirsty, and they're really not, not even the most, you know, aggressive, which is grizzly bears. They really don't want to mess with us. They would rather just avoid us. Um, another myth that's kind of a myth, but kind of true, is that bears are hibernators. Um, they do. I mean, it's not wrong to say they hibernate. A lot of bear scientists will say they hibernate. Mm-hmm. But actual hibernation looks more like, like if you're a ground squirrel or something and you're hibernating, you're right on the verge of death. Like your body slows down to such a level that it takes them a really long time to come out of that. Mm -hmm. Whereas bears, metabolism slows down, they recycle waste, they do all that kind of hibernation stuff, but they can come out of it very quickly. So it's kind of this middle ground. Um, 
uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think. It's so hard for me to think of myths. Um, but that's if anyone thinks of one out there, just comment it and I'll try and answer it. Yeah, cool. That's a good idea. Um, yeah. This is not really related to, to what we're talking about, but I just really quickly want to... This guy said that he rescued an opossum after a hurricane. Should he keep it or should he release it or uh, find a wildlife rehab center around you? Definitely don't keep it. Sorry. Just wanted to <laughs> just wanted to tell no. him um, yeah. that. Okay. Um, so another question. Jolly asked, why do bears stand up? Are they getting ready to attack? Uh, you know, typically when bears stand up, they're just getting a better vantage point. Um, so it could be that they're getting ready to attack because you surprised them and they're standing up to see what you are. And then when they figure out you're too close, they're going to attack you. Mm. But it's really just them trying to, to get a better vantage point and check out uh, their surroundings. Got it. Cool. Um, that was a good question, though. Uh, chat, if yeah. you have any things that you think are myths in uh, about bears, you can put them in the chat and I'll try to read them out if I see it. Um, or you can do it with the bot. That's fine, too. Um, okay. I think you... We heard about this a little bit in the video, and you may have talked about it at the beginning, but Dig asked, what is your education background? Yeah. Uh, so I did an undergrad in biology, and then I went and got my master's in wildlife conservation with the emphasis in bear conservation. Um, my master's took me four years, which is a little uh, a little extreme for a master's degree. But I worked on a lot of different projects, and bear projects do tend to take a while longer to collect the kind of data you need. Uh, so yeah, I graduated with my master's, and I'm currently thinking about doing a PhD, but not sure if I'm going to or not. Nice. That's that's a yeah. big commitment. It's <laughs> a lot of work. It is. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot more school, but I do I do enjoy the kind of flexibility that you get uh, when you're doing research in academia. Right. Um, we tipped seven and Rodney with five, so at $1,039, thank you. Um, one of the myths that people were typing in chat is if they eat honey. Uh, they do, yeah. I actually, uh, I'll tell you guys a funny story. So when I first started catching bears for my black bear project, we were having a really hard time trapping them. And what we used were called culvert traps. So it's essentially like a big barrel that has some bait on one end, and we use this really nasty rancid meat. And then the bear goes in and there's a trigger. And from the trigger, we would hang like candy or bacon or whatever. And the bear initially smells the meat, goes in the trap, sees this bag of candy, pulls on it, and that triggers the door to close. And we were having a really hard time catching bears. And we started uh, just one day, we we're like, we we're brainstorming. It was me and my brother. And we're just like, how can we make this more enticing to them? And my brother just kind of jokingly was like, let's put some honey on it. And we smeared that bag with honey. And the next day we caught our first bear. Wow. Um, yeah. So they really do love it. And once I actually uh, was trying to, uh, we had a sedated female and she had some cubs around. And uh, we just kind of, we were throwing sticks out with honey to see if these cubs would come in. And they did. And they came like right in and were following this honey. And then I let them kind of eat some of the honey while their mom was waking up, which was Aww. an interesting day as well. That's yeah. so sweet. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I, I worked at a zoo that had two black bears, and one of the bears, uh, he definitely trained the keepers into this, but the only way that they could get him into the switch to clean his enclosure was with a uh -huh. pudding cup. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, like, they love anything sweet. Yeah. Uh, it For them, it's just like they can either spend 10 hours eating berries or, you know, 15 seconds eating some honey and it's kind of the same they're getting the same amount of calories from those things yeah um 
Grid asked, well, Grid said, tell us more about your work with polar bears with a lot of exclamation points. Yeah, perfect. Uh, I worked uh, in the north slope of Alaska. So it's up on Prudhoe Bay. It's as far north as you can go in Alaska. And what I was looking at was how oil industry might be disturbing polar bears, um, specifically bears in their dens. So with polar bears, it's only the pregnant females that den uh, or hibernate. Uh, and they'll dig a snow den and it snows over top of them so you can't see their dens. Um, and the oil industry is very active up there. And they're, you know, doing their machinery and, and God knows what all around these areas. And uh, unfortunately, sometimes they end up disturbing polar bear denning habitat. Mm -hmm. And so I was looking at how much they were disturbing ben or bears based on like the size of the machinery that they were using. Um, and what we found is that bears were most disturbed by aircraft and by really large machinery um, that got too close to their dens, which seems very uh, logical, but it wasn't anything that had been done. And having that actually in a paper and out in that kind of scientific literature helped uh, the managers be able to impose stricter rules on the oil companies. Got it. Very cool. Um, and then... Oh, Bug tipped another dollar and said, forgot to ask, where is the best place to safely see wild bears that won't bankrupt me? Uh, well, if you're in the West, uh, the best places are Yellowstone and Glacier National Park. Mm -hmm. um, Yosemite is pretty good too, but Yosemite can be such a nightmare to get around that I usually say Yellowstone or Glacier. Uh, if you go to Yellowstone, the Hayden Valley, Tower Junction, Lamar Valley are the three places where I always see bears when I go there. If you go to Glacier, the many glacier part of the park is a very good place to see bears as well. Got it. Cool. Um, thank you for the $20 donation. Hey, what's up? Um, okay. And then let's see more questions. So someone asked, uh, we've talked a little bit in terms of size and I pulled up some pictures, uh, but another Grizz asked, what's the difference between a grizzly bear and a brown bear? One of my favorite things about following you on Instagram is your, uh, uh -huh. on your stories, you're like, I do the bear thing. It's become very yeah. fun for me. <laughs> he like posts yeah. a picture and you have to guess which, or what, what species of bear it is. And they all look similar sometimes. Yeah. The bear, bear identification can be really tricky. Um, but as far as that question goes, they're the same thing. Uh, brown bear, Grizzly bear, that name is interchangeable. Grizzly bear is just a nickname we have for brown bears in North America. Anywhere else in the world, they call that species brown bear. Mm -hmm. It's Ursus arctos. Um, I really wish we didn't use colors for bear names because they can be really misleading. You can have brown black bears. You can have black brown bears. But uh, yeah, follow, follow my Instagram. What Maya was saying, I do these bear quizzes on there and I kind of tell you how you can tell them apart. And um, that's a good way to, to learn for sure uh, what you're seeing out in the wild. Yeah, you guys can do command guests if you wanna if you wanna follow him on Instagram, and then you can get to his Twitter as well through my my last tweet. Um, okay, there are some questions about your thoughts about how bears are portrayed in the media. One of these specifically, Skeddy asked, "What are your thoughts on the Grizzly Man documentary?" I don't know that I've seen it. Yeah, uh, I've seen that one. <laughs> It's so that that documentary is about this guy, Timothy Treadwell, uh -huh. who he lived in Alaska and was like trying to live with the bears to save them. Oh, um, he wasn't a biologist. He wasn't. He was kind of like a little bit crazy, to be honest. Uh -huh. 
Uh, and after 13 years of doing that, one of the bears finally decided oh, to eat Oh, that's, it. I did, okay. I, I do yeah. recall, but I don't think I've seen that documentary itself. Yeah, it's a it's a Werner Herzog documentary. And I actually, I met Werner a couple of years ago, and we got to talk about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, like, super interesting guy. But uh, as far as Timothy's concerned, I respect his passion. I respect the fact that he thought he was helping an animal, but ultimately he wasn't. And he ended up killing a few of those bears because they had to put them down because they fed on him. Um, So it's not, it's, yeah, it's like, it's a really tragic story. Like no one wins. So, um, and how does, how does that work? The, the, what's the protocol for euthanasia in a situation like that? You know, in most cases, if a bear feeds on someone, they, they typically will kill that bear. Mm-hmm. Um, but not always. Like there, a few years ago in Yellowstone, there was a guy who was hiking off trail in an area where they had signs warning about a, a mother with cubs. And he ended up getting killed and the bears did feed on him. And they didn't kill those bears because the guy had just kind of taken every, he had thrown every precaution to the wind. And, um, and, the, and to be honest, like that probably should have been the case with Timothy too right. because he was living with those bears yeah but um but it, it yeah for some reason they decided they needed to take out that bear and they did that's the this is the guy with the the girlfriend that was out there with him yeah right, okay she she was killed as well unfortunately i had to look at all their autopsy photos and they are pretty gnarly it's a really Jeez. really bad way to go that's yeah. that's terrible yeah um my bird is not usually yeah, he this. Liked, he's, he liked that answer. He's really not usually this loud. I'm so sorry. I don't know what's going <laughs> it's on. It's fine. It doesn't bug me at all. Okay, great. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. Um, so yeah. similar question. So Space said, speaking about animal attacks, what are your thoughts on Shark Week and the glorification of shark attacks uh, in, in series like that? Yeah. You know, I grew up uh, loving sharks. They were probably my favorite animal. I thought I was, I thought I could be a shark when I grew up until I was like right. six years old. <laughs> oh, dang. So yeah, like when people would ask me, what do you want to be? I would say a shark. Uh, I absolutely <laughs> love them. I think they're like the most beautiful, graceful animals on this planet. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a really hard time with shark week because even though they've made big strides and kind of highlighting more of the conservation stuff, they always have to have a couple shows that are just all, you know, blood and guts. And that may sound hypocritical because I host a podcast on animal attacks. But I think that in a lot of those shows, they don't do a good job of explaining this is an animal that's behaving in a natural way, you know, like um, they're predators and we are potential prey. And Mm -hmm. that's, I think that's great. I think that's like, it's part of we're part of that system and i think that's beautiful um and it's so rare that these things happen like millions and millions and millions of people are going into the ocean every single day Mm -hmm. and we have a tiny handful of shark attacks that happen right um and yeah so i think they handle it poorly i do and i i hope that we do a better job on the podcast and i think we do Mm -hmm. um oh you absolutely do i can tell you that for sure (laughs) i've listened to it (laughs) thank you they're very nuanced uh, things, and there's a lot that goes into them. And um, and yeah, and and you know what? There, if if there's one an, or one group of animals that we talk about on the podcast that has been demonized and and persecuted, it's sharks. For sure, um, we're losing a hundred million sharks a year, which yep. is just unreal. Yeah. Um, red tip: ten dollars. Thank you. Um, 
and asked, this may be a dumb question, but how does he feel about them putting bears down for attacking people? Uh, you know, it's usually a liability issue. Mm -hmm. And it's usually that the whatever management uh, organization, whether it's like fish and wildlife or whoever, they know that if a bear kills someone and they leave that bear and it kills someone else, they're open to a lot of lawsuits and problems. Um, so I don't love it. Like I love bears more than anything. So it obviously breaks my heart, but I get why they do it. Um, so yeah, it's kind of, it's one of those just really sticky kind of, uh, realities of life in, in 2021. Right. Um, but Red, thank you for that question. That's a good question. Yeah. Uh, and then Vit tipped $135. I'm sorry. I thought wow. it was $1 and 35 cents. I like didn't really react to yeah. it, but that's a crazy thank donation. You. That's amazing. Um, so $1,210 and 57 cents. Thank you so much. That's honestly going to help us so much. That's thank awesome. You. I'm so glad. If you ever need help with tech stuff, don't ask me because I don't know anything, but I do have a production <laughs> team that knows a lot. So just Great. let me know. Um, thank you. Okay, so EE asked, have you ever worked with panda bears before? I haven't. I really, really want to, but I haven't. All right, there are a couple questions about pandas, so any of those, there's your answer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know um, a lot about them, but okay. I haven't worked with them. All right, if I see another one, I will, I will bring it up. Um, Smart Gaming, this is an interesting question, said, what is the most amazing thing you have ever seen a bear do? The most amazing thing I've ever seen a bear do. It's a hard question. Uh, you know what? This you guys probably maybe saw a video of this, but this fall, um, there was a bear in Yellowstone that killed like a full size bull elk in the middle of the river, and then dragged it up on shore and fed on it for like ten days. Oh my gosh! Um, yeah, and they don't typically take a, a big bull elk like that. They'll take a lot of calves. They'll occasionally take a cow, but to take a big bull is like. That's a big deal for a grizzly bear. And I got to go up there and watch it feed on this elk. And that was really cool. Um, I don't know if that's the most amazing thing I've personally seen. Like just watching a black bear climb a tree is really, really amazing. Mm -hmm. um, and I've seen a grizzly kill an elk in a, in a river before, like a, a calf. But yeah, maybe, maybe the bull elk. Yeah, it might be that. That's crazy. I just pulled up a picture. Yeah. Those are massive. That's, that's yeah. nuts. Um, yeah. you, you mentioned climbing trees, uh, Schlepp asked, is climbing up a tree always a bad idea? I've never heard of that. I would imagine that's a bad idea, but do you want to address that? Yeah, it is. Okay. Uh, it's a last case kind of thing. All right. If you don't have bear spray and you're being attacked by a grizzly bear, maybe, uh, with a black bear, they're such amazing climbers that it's like the worst thing you could do. Grizzly bears can climb too, though, and and once you're in a tree with a bear, like you don't have any other kind of options. You know, you're you've really backed yourself into a corner. For sure. So I would never do it personally. Okay, good to know. Um, yeah. Big Man Outdoors rated the channel with uh, 862 viewers. Thank you so much. Um, he does really cool content outside. He's like building log cabins in Montana. I don't know how cool. I get service like that, but. You may find Amazing. some of this interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, steel tip $35. Thank you. We're at $1,252.92, um, which Great. is awesome. Uh, yeah. hmm. Okay, see, another another movie that I have not seen. But one Pikachu asked, how accurate is the bear scene from The Revenant? Have you seen it? I knew it was going to be that movie <laughs> okay. before you even started saying it. Uh, it's incredibly accurate. It's probably the most accurate 
bear attack scene I've ever seen in a movie. Uh, if you haven't seen it, like the main guy, you know, the historical name is Hugh Glass. It's Leonardo DiCaprio in the movie. This is when he sleeps in the horse. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay, sorry. I could have said that better, but yeah. It's a great movie. He surprises a a mama grizzly with some cubs. And uh, she does what I was talking about earlier, where she's neutralizing a threat. Mm -hmm. She attacks him, mauls him real good, you know, rips him up really bad, neutralizes him. Um, starts to leave and then he kind of crawls over and trying to get his gun and she comes back and hits him again because she realizes oh this threat I thought I neutralized is not neutralized um, and she and then she does like a lot of the, the like worst damage in that second attack mm-hmm. and that's a typical thing like um, they just they're just trying to make sure you're not a threat anymore and then they're typically out of there Got it. but unfortunately that that can kill you just that little bit all right well good Good question then. Um, yeah. Fu, thank you for the $10 donation. Um, so there, yeah, there were a couple questions that, that had that movie title in it. So that's good to yeah. know. It's a great movie. Good. Um, oh, this is a big one. Uh, so G-Wall said, thoughts on bears trained for the entertainment industry? Yeah, you know, um, I, I don't know personally the people that have trained like Bart and some of those other bears that are pretty famous mm-hmm. for movies. Um, I do know they do a really good job with their bears. Uh, typically those bears come from some situation where the cubs were orphaned and, you know, they can't be released back into the wild or maybe there's no zoo that necessarily wants to take them. So a private handler will take them. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, I think they serve a purpose. I think if the person is doing a good job at minimizing the risk of them hurting anyone and giving them the right kind of enclosure and enrichment and everything, then it's okay. Uh, there's definitely people that don't do it well. And, and then in that case, I think it's terrible. But the people that do it well do a good job. Okay, cool. Um, I'm trying to think of, there's so many great questions. Yeah. So many. <laughs> and we, good. we got about 10 minutes. Um, I love talking about bears. Good, good. Because we were talking, we we're really, really talking about bears here. Um, yeah. <laughs> Jill asked, what is the biggest danger to bears in the wild? In the wild? So is that like, would you say that's not counting like human dangers? Let's, let's count human dangers because I think that's important to talk about. Because okay. someone else also asked about like bear traps and stuff like that. So Yeah, so it's, it's humans then. Um, we, you know, whether it's direct hunting or habitat loss or trapping like you just mentioned, uh, humans are really you know, the number one source of mortality for bears. Mm -hmm. I would probably say though, that out of all, like out of all the direct human causes of mortality for bears, it's vehicle strikes that are probably number one. Jeez. Um, And then hunting's up there too. Uh, I don't have the numbers on, it really depends on where you are, but, um, but those are the two main things that, that humans do to kill bears. And then there's obviously like bigger picture things like habitat destruction, climate change, um, and those things are, are ultimately going to be the, the huge problem for bears. Okay. Um, I had never thought about uh, vehicle strikes with bears before. Yeah, it happens quite a bit. Um, that would be devastating yeah. for both sides, I imagine. Both. Yeah. It's not a great animal to hit with your car. Jeez. Um, a couple questions have been asked about the grizzly polar bear hybrid. If you've ever seen one, what you think about that? What is that? Yeah. Growler bears. Uh, they call them growler bears or sometimes pizzly bears. That's what I saw someone uh, say pizzly. I had never seen that before. Yeah. 
Yeah, Growler's more used. Um, they hi they hybridize. It's happening as as uh, things warm up. We're seeing more brown bears or grizzly bears move north. Mm -hmm. uh, they're sharing more space with polar bears, especially on whale carcasses. Um, and typically, it's a male grizzly, a female polar, and it's a pretty aggressive thing. It's not like consensual i guess sure. you know if, as far as like how you want to discuss animal sex but mm -hmm. it's not um it's it's the male grizzly essentially forcing the female polar bear and then they have these hybrids which we really don't know much about because it's happened very 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 rarely okay yep um pulled up a couple pictures there we did talk about that a little bit on the last podcast i remember yeah um cactus tip twenty dollars thank you um okay well let's let's do like two more questions and then i'll i'll work on closing up here yeah um oh this and, and one thing really quick if sure. you don't mind if i mention please yeah uh on the podcast like i don't want you guys to think it's just bears we've done everything from like hippos sharks uh pythons we had like these two horrifying stories of people sitting on toilets and getting chomped by pythons uh, both both of them were men and both of them got bit exactly where you wouldn't want to get bit um and just like some really crazy animal stories that aren't just bears just so you know right that podcast yeah. seriously guys i i know like you're here with me now so it seems like i'm just saying it because you're here but it really is a good podcast it's like funny Thank you. It, it feels like you're chilling like sitting there with them talking about it it's really good so so go check it out um, but yeah, that's the thing. I was all these questions are about bears. I was hoping for more, um, more other, more of other species. But um, this is a good question, and I think this is obvious for people that that watch my channel uh, frequently. But I think it's important to address anyway. Is XM uh, said, "What do you think of having bears as pets?" Thinking of the Our Big Bear Family YouTube video. I'm not familiar with that YouTube video, but. Yeah, I'm not familiar with it either. Uh, one of my colleagues is this guy named Casey Anderson. He um, he essentially took a bear in. He's a wildlife re rehabilitator, but him and this bear shared like a pretty special, almost like owner pet bond. Mm -hmm. um, and he had the facility for it, and they learned a lot from that bear. And he used it for research, and he used it for outreach, and he kind of did all the right things that someone would do with a bear as a pet, uh, but. I wouldn't recommend it for anyone else. He was a wildlife biologist. He knew what he was doing. Um, I think it's a pretty bad idea for anyone else to have him as a pet. For sure. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. And then Leon asked, have you ever seen an albino bear? Uh, I've never seen an albino. And I've, and also there's like, uh, sometimes people when they're talking about albinos, they're thinking of those spirit bears, which are, uh, it's a genetic recessive black bear. Um, and I've never seen one of those either. I got real close and they're all white, but they're not albino. Um, but hopefully soon. Let me look that up so they can. Yeah. Spirit bears or they're also called Kermode bears. Oh, I um, see. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They're pretty cool. That is really cool. Yeah. Um, okay, great. So we have about five minutes left here. Let's, let's lots of bear questions. I appreciate all the bear questions. I hope we, yeah. we covered a lot of, uh, a lot of those generally. Um, but so for your podcast, um, for the people, because now we're at uh, 3.2K people. So there's some people that weren't here when we were talking about the, the premise. Um, do you want to yeah. just repeat like what the podcast is about, why they should listen or um, yeah. why you created it? Uh, 
Totally. So the podcast is about animal attacks, um, but it's from the perspective of an, of an animal expert, which uh, I have my master's in human wildlife conflict. So it's uh, me talking about why, why these attacks happen, what people can do better to prepare themselves, prevent an attack. And then we also talk about the story and we go through the whole story and, and tell the entire narrative, get to the kind of juicy, gory parts that people like to hear, but it's not sensationalizing, it's not demonizing it's more um, based on animal behavior uh, and the things that usually the person is doing wrong to trigger that animal to act the way that it did. Right. And it's called Tooth and Claw. Nice. And it's you and your brother and your yeah. producer. Yeah. Right? Me, my brother, and my producer, uh, they kind of just serve as like the everyman to ask questions uh -huh. and um, kind of ask what the audience would ask had they been there. And then they're also like both super funny, or at least I think they are. I think they're so, funny um, also. Yeah, it's funny because yeah, yeah, your your producer is is a good person to bounce off of because he doesn't seem like the outdoorsy type. Yeah, he's not at all. And then Jeff, my little brother, just kind of sounds like he's high all the time. He does. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, which he's not. That's just his voice. Yeah. Um, but it's it, it's it's working really well, and and I'm actually surprised at the response that we've had so far and um it's been really great good um yo tip ten dollars so we're at one thousand three hundred and seven dollars and ninety two cents um yeah it's called right. the tooth and claw podcast you can do command org to be taken to their instagram um and you can get to all listening platforms through through that social so um there you go for the podcast and then the last question that i'll ask because we talk so much about bears um if yeah. these people that are watching today if they're not a biologist if they're not doing field work um what can they do to support the conservation of bears as a normal person yeah you know i i've got two questions or two answers for that mm -hmm. there's like the more kind of practical one which is um what you guys are doing today honestly like and with a lot of my podcasts like just supporting with your money with whatever kind of resources you can come up with. That's so important. Like sometimes the smallest amount of money can go the longest distance with wildlife researchers. Mm -hmm. And a lot of my projects have been funded through private donations. So that's like such a huge way you can support. And then the more kind of ethereal, almost in my opinion, more important way is learn as much as you can about bears. Um, go out in the wild and try and see them, you know, safely of course, but form a relationship with them, form a, a relationship with the wilderness. And then you start to actually really care about it. And that is what makes you passionate. That's what makes you make personal changes in your own life and, um, you know, educate people and do whatever you can to pass that message along. And having that connection is so important. So that's kind of what I always tell people is if you don't have the means to contribute directly, just form that relationship with the wilderness and you'll figure out a way to make a difference. Yeah, absolutely. And then I'll add to that, um, you guys that are here that aren't able to donate or don't want to donate to this podcast, that's totally fine. You being here and learning yeah. is super important too. So so getting totally. to, to teach other people in your circle and then just going outside. I like that. Um, just just go outside and appreciate appreciate your native wildlife and, and all that. That's great. Yeah. Okay, well, we're at $1,312.92. Um, Thank to Thanks to all the people that donated today. Um, I will give you the, the final amount after I do our little quiz here and, and close up, but I'll probably, I'll DM you on Instagram for it. Okay. But thank you so right. much for coming on again. This was awesome. 
Yeah, thank you, Maya. Yeah, and honestly, I have the best time talking to you. So it's oh, been great. thanks, and best of luck with yeah. your podcast too. I will thanks. be listening. We're, we're gonna we're gonna put you and Hillary together. Oh we're my gosh, sure please, that, that would be so, amazing. Yeah. yeah. All right, great. Okay, I'll talk to you soon. Great. All right, we'll see you. All right, bye. Bye. Yay! He's so cool. He's such a fun guest, man. He's got so much cool experience. Um, thank you guys so much for all those donations today. I feel like this happened the last time we talked to Wes, too, because he's such an interesting person. It just, and I know this is how the, the podcast is formatted, but I feel like I'm just, like, drilling him with questions, you know? It's, like, so fast because there's so many good questions. Um, but he seemed to be okay with it, so, so that was great. Um... Quiz time. Let's see. Did I tell Chuck that the quiz was yes? Let's go, Chuck. All right, I will wait on that <laughs> on that from him. Um, creator dashboard. What do you guys think? Hi, Erica. He's great. Loved it. Really fun. Good. Good, good. Create and edit quiz. Dodd with the $3.08. Thank you to even it out. Love that. $1,316. Guys, I am sorry for Orion. He's very jingly today. Um, I got the grommet tool today from uh, in the mail. So I'm going to grommet his outdoor enclosure so he can go out there today for the first time. Hopefully today. Um, if, if not today, then definitely tomorrow. I sent it six minutes ago. Sorry, I have a bunch of Discord messages. Uh, thank you, Chuck. Okay. Amazing. Chuck, top notch. Uh. Okay. We do this really fast now because Chuck's a god. Import questions. Upload CSV. Downloads. Quiz 58. Success. Imported five questions. Foo, thank you for the $14. My dude, what is going on today? You gotta chill with the bells, man. You really do. It's very distracting. Okay. All right. Confirm questions. So the way that the quiz works is um, five questions, 20 seconds per question. It's all based on my conversation with... <laughs> it's all based on my conversation with, uh, with Wes today. So if you win the quiz and you're not already subbed to my channel, I will gift you a sub to my channel. If you are already subbed, you get a gifted sub to any channel on Twitch, or you can ask me to donate an additional $5 to Tooth and Claw today. Um, holy cow. I'm not bothered by the bells on stream, at least. That's good. I'm glad. Also, I do want to mention, if you're here and you're, like, new to watching this podcast, because I know that this podcast has grown. When I mean, a few months ago, maybe not a few months ago, but I know in California, I was scared about doing the podcast because I was scared that I was going to average under a thousand viewers doing it. Um, so if you're here and you're relatively new to the podcast, thank you so much for being here. Um, it means a lot. 
Uh, this is like my baby on Twitch, uh, besides Elvaeus, obviously, but this is like where all that started. It's the inspiration for it. What's up, Mitch? Um, so I really appreciate you being here. It's it's really cool to see to see new folks. Uh, Ton, thank you for the seven dollars. All right, here we go. Some of the answers for this question appear to be duplicates. Way to go, Chuck. Wait, what is going on? Oh. Yeah, Chuck, you can't do the same answer for, uh... That's okay, though. Not a big deal. Alright, here we go. Wrong Mitch people? No, not Mitch Jones. Mitchington. That's what's up. Go to start quiz. Are you guys ready? I will try to read the questions before before they're read out. So make sure you enable access. Oh, Ryan. Um, make sure you enable access in order to participate in the quiz and for me to be able to see your username. Um, here we go. You can do command quiz if you need a little, if you need more instructions on how to do that on the device that you're on. You can do it on mobile, you can do it on your PC. Apparently doing it on mobile is cheating, but it's not actually cheating. Um, the first question is, what is Wes's favorite bear? Again, he said this was really hard for him to decide. So it's kind of a tough question. But uh, is it a grizzly bear, a black bear, a polar bear, or a sloth bear? Five seconds. Three, two, one. Did you hear that? Doorbell. Ding dong. Ding dong. Sloth. Sloth bear is the correct answer to this question. No? Oh, well, the doorbell rang. We looked up pictures of sloth bears. They're so cute. They're so cute. So cool. Um... Unfortunately, exploited by the entertainment industry. I guess we talked about on our last podcast the, the concept of dancing bears. Um, if you want to look that up, you can. It's pretty gruesome. Uh, 152 people got that correct. Warber is in the lead for this one. Um, so, Warber's at the top right now. It may be glitching. Um, if if uh, you're... If you are showing up as contestant number whatever and you enabled access, I'm sorry, that's out of my control. Um, the second question is, what was the first bear Wes did field work on? A black bear, a panda bear, a grizzly bear, or a polar bear? It fixes itself on the fifth question. Okay, cool, that's good to know. So keep participating in the quiz um, because you could still win, even if it's not showing your name right now. Uh, so just, if you're new here, typing the question in, or typing the answer in chat is not how you participate in the quiz. That won't do anything for you. You have to have, you have to use the actual pop-up click on the quiz. The correct answer is polar bear, the only carnivorous bear. 60 people got that right. Is that right? I actually don't recall the answer to this question. 
Yeah, it is. Okay, cool. Well, you guys got you baited because we talked about black bears a lot and I showed field pictures of, of him with black bears. <laughs> um, Super Wattman got that question right the fastest and then Melty. Uh, wow. Look at that leaderboard. That is looking... All right. I can tell you Botox is in ninth and that's that's about it. Um, the next question is, which bear should you play dead for to stop an attack? Again, this is like situational, but uh, is it a polar bear, a grizzly bear, a black bear, or a panda bear? Two, one. Zero. Hill House, thank you for the $20. Oh my goodness gracious. I'm like debating with those bells, man. I want to have them on for flying. Because it really is, in the field, it's really nice for him to have bells on. Because not only do I know where he is, like... If I, if I don't, like, have a line of sight. But it really, it helps me with my timing when he's coming in to the lure. I cannot remove them when he's not flying. No way. Because I... No. I don't trust myself to tie him on properly. Or tie him on, like, really well. And then having to, like, take them off. Because they'll fall off. And those are not just, like craft store bells they're like expensive they're two-tone bells 412 people got that right got that correct grizzly bear is the right answer johnny what's up ding dong <laughs> thank you for the 20 dollars um nice a lot of people got that right g wall got that right the fastest and then riz who is probably still timed out um side ramen is in the lead though somehow in third place Then the next question is, what is the biggest reason for animal attacks according to Wes? Is it because the animals are mean animals? Because of human error. No reason, just happens. Unlucky. <laughs> Conch, thank you for the 365. <laughs> Never lucky. $1,380.65. The correct answer is human error. Not using precautions. Encroaching. Not reading animal behavior. Human error is the correct answer. 544 people getting that right. Well done. Who got it right the fastest? Chat. Perp. Perp got it right the fastest. All right. Side Ramen is still in the lead with 79K. Well done. All right, the last question is, what is Wes's favorite part about being a conservation biologist? Or wildlife biologist. Dealing with data, poop, cleaning up poop, field work, or nothing. He hates it. He doesn't like what he does. Last one. 
These are some high-level questions, Chuck. Yeah, Chuck, well done. This <laughs> is a good quiz. No, it actually is fine. It's a good quiz. Um, thank you for the Twitch Prime. Thank you if you've subbed throughout this podcast. I've seen your subs. I just don't read them out um, so that I don't interrupt my guests, but I do appreciate them. Thank you. Uh, the correct answer is field work, but he did mention if you're going to go into uh, wildlife biology that you will be doing more office work than you expect, and field work is, is his favorite part, but... Um, seems like it's more of a treat type thing to, to be able to interact with with species. Um, final results. What the heck? I, I guess this was... He was one of the contestants and now it's showing up. Tipsy Nomad, congratulations. That is a fantastic score. 44 people said poop, okay. Tipsy. What, do you, what would you like? Where are you? Donate, you got it. You got it, dude. All right, all right, all right, all right. Tipping? Two-factor? Hold? Sorry, Stodd. All right. $1,385.65. That's awesome. I also appreciate you guys being understanding of this not necessarily being an organization that we're contributing to, but I really do believe in what Wes is doing. Um, that podcast, and I'll repeat myself again. When I when I found out about the podcast, I was a little bit worried because I was like, I hate I hate the you know, not to call out Shark Week, but I hate that vibe of of making people scared of animals, you know, and and scared of wildlife. Um, but when I listened to it, I immediately was like, okay, he's doing a great job. And I knew he would because, you know, he's great. We've had him on the podcast before, but it is a really good podcast. Go check it out. It's like a fun listen to, um, it's not like dense. It's, it's not like, uh, tipsy. Thank you for the $114. It's an easy listen is what I mean. Tipsy. Thank you. Tipsy rounded us up to $1,500. Thank you so much. You're so generous on... On the podcast for Alveus and on my stream as a whole. Thank you so much. Um, all right. So. I think that's it for today. Um, if Wes actually connects me to, to Hillary Hankey, I'm going to throw up. I like, am, she's like my bird god. Um, I, I don't know if I've talked to you guys about uh, Avian Behavior International, but. I listen to all their podcasts and they're, they're amazing. Um, and Paige Davis, you guys probably know, uh, or Python page, the, uh, you know, that video of like, wait, Ravens can talk type thing. Yeah. I don't know. Um, a lot of you probably know what I'm talking about. Some of you don't. That's okay. Conch, thank you for the 365, making it not even again, but that's okay. Today, um, can you link her? Yeah, I can. Oh, thank you for reminding me because I wanted to link something else as well. Uh, I almost linked Hillary Duff. It's not what I want to link. This is her. 
Her name's Hillary Hankey. Um, anyway, so I wanted to link something else, and that is... Thank you for the five. This article. Um, and this is not super... It's not... Uh, in particular related to what we what we talked about today but I really really like this article and I'll probably talk about it on stream next time but if you want to read it I retweeted it today um we talk about climate change affecting a lot of the species that we talk about on this podcast um but climate change is such a huge issue and it's really hard for me I mean I'm not a biologist you know and, and I'm I'm it's hard for me to understand some of the things that I read about climate change but this article makes it super super easy and it's like a five to ten minute read um, so if you want to check this out, if you want to know more about the steps that we need to take to, to mitigate climate change and, um, to handle that problem, Milky, thank you for the 145. Uh, it's a good read. So just wanted to put that out there for you. Uh, I'll probably talk about it next time I'm live, which will be tomorrow for the Housewives podcast. Echo with $20. Thank you so much. What mic are you using right now? Your voice is so clear. You can do command mic, but I will be honest, this mic fell in a bathtub a few months ago, um, so I'm getting a new one. Anyway, I will be live tomorrow for the podcast. Uh, we're going to start a little later. I think Cutie wants to start at 8 p.m. CT, and we're asking uh, Brittany if she wants to come on, but I don't think we've gotten a confirmation from her yet. But I think that she'll be down because she's been streaming. Um, so Milena wants to get... Milena, I shouldn't, I don't, it's still the podcast. Milena wants to drink because we've had quite a week. So come back for the, for that podcast tomorrow. I will let you know if you're here for the conservation podcast, it is a very different type of podcast, but I would still love to see you. Um, so that'll be tomorrow night. Today, uh, Matt Scott is spelling bee. So OTK has that spelling bee, which will be really cool. Um, I don't think we're doing a fireball Friday, um, but I'm not going on the spelling bee. Um, but I'll still be like around. So you'll see me tonight on Matt's stream. Then you'll see me tomorrow for the podcast. Then I'll be live on Sunday again for a sponsored stream, Simple Mobile. Um, so I'll see you for that. I'm going to go grommet Orion's enclosure so I can put them outside. Um, and then I'm going to go ship some auction items because we all finally got our... Will, thank you for the 13. Um, we got our... Uh, negative COVID test yesterday. So everyone in the house is all clear, which is crazy, uh, but very lucky. Um, I am going to go ahead and raid. You know what? I'm going to raid Andy. Um, actually, Yeah, I'm going to raid Andy because I'm doing the sponsor stream with him uh, this weekend. Because he's Simple Mobile as well. I always misspell his last name. Um, I got to get this bird outside. So I'm going to go. Um, thank you guys for... Thank you guys for being here. Thank you for donating. Thank you for supporting my podcast and Wes's podcast. Uh, go check it out. Again, you can do Command Org if you want to get there. It's called Tooth and Claw. It's really good. It's on Spotify. Um, good, like, car listen. Good, you know, morning listen, whatever. So, good stuff. Thank you guys so much. I'm going to play my outro, and I will see you guys tomorrow on my stream, tonight on Matt's stream, in the evening. Okay. Stinger. Okay, bye. <laughs>